Hey guys, thanks for tuning into this video. This will be a pod, so if you can, make sure to like, subscribe, follow, do all the things that every single creator on the planet says. We're going to hop in today and talk about five key qualities of a great leader. I'm super excited about this. We are creating content every single week, regardless of whether we have somebody on conversations, the pod, interviewing somebody, or it's just me. It's just me creating content, um, hoping to inspire you, equip you, uh, encourage you to make sure that you are becoming the person that God designed you to be. So we're we're gonna we're gonna hop right in. And today's video is gonna be about the five qualities uh, that I look for in a leader, and hopefully each one of us is becoming and working on. So number one, humility. I believe that humility is a key indicator of whether somebody is an incredible, outstanding leader versus somebody who knows how to manage people. We know that the difference between leading and managing is managing. Think about it. If you're managing your schedule, you're maneuvering it, you're working it, but you're not leading. You're not, you're not telling it what to do in an inspiring way to move someone from A to B. So leadership, you actually have to have somebody like who's following you. Does that make sense? Like you can't be a leader and have no followers. It doesn't, doesn't actually make any sense at all. So humility. When you walk in a room or when this person walks in a room, are they are they looking for attention or are they looking to learn? Every room you walk in, you should be a listener, not a leader. You should be hearing every word somebody is communicating to you. A listener says, I notice you matter. I notice you in the room, I notice the I notice the emotions you're going through, I notice the feelings you have, I notice the day you had, I notice you're aware of the people in the room, I notice, and then you matter. You matter to me more than my day, more than my emotions, more than my experience. You actually are the priority here. And then what's fun is when you're a listener, people actually want to be around you, aka you're producing leadership. You're becoming a leader when your main objective is to be a listener. So humility is, um, it's important. Scripture says, humble yourselves upon the Lord. It doesn't say God will humble you. It's saying, um, no, you need to humble yourself, aka there needs to be self-awareness. And if you don't have that, acquire it, number one. Number two, you should have people in your life who are speaking into you, encouraging you to not only become the person in the future who you're supposed to be, but today. Like, you should have self-awareness today. You should be a humble person today. You should be an active listener today, not tomorrow. No secrets, right? Humility says, I have no secrets. You might be the executive leader and have 200 employees. If you're hiding stuff from them, because you think it'll affect the way they think about you. Number one, that's a horrible place to live. You should tell somebody. Number two, being the person who is open. And again, you're not sharing your junk all over Facebook. You're talking to people that matter most to you, the people in your circle. There should be no secrets. I once heard it. There's no dark corners. If you turn a light on in the room, there tends to be shade in specific areas that the light is not hitting and it creates darkness. We know that when the light shines on something, what happens? 
our eyes open, we see something for, for what it is. And I think that's really great. I think that's what humility speaks is, hey, there's going to be no dark corners here. And as the leader, I'm going to pave the way. I want to I wanna end with this on the number one point. Humility, you are not the Savior. You aren't the Savior. Obviously, Jesus is, a.k.a. you don't have to have it all together. It's actually quite scary to be the person who has it all together because there's nothing else for you to learn. And a person who has nothing else to learn probably is a dead person. I don't know. That's not good. You need to be an active learner. Every day there's something to learn from anybody. You should be able to learn from any person. So you're not the savior. Jesus is. Be a humble person. That's number one. Number two, disciplined. Holy smokes. I feel like I reiterate this every single podcast, every single video, no matter what. But you need to be a disciplined person. Like, to the core of who you are. And again, we're all work in progress, like I just said in the last point. Our main objective is not perfection. It's pro- progression, right? You're, you're progressing. You're becoming a better person every single day. But discipline matters. Your mental, emotional, psychological, physical, spiritual, all of the O's, those things create discipline. And we know that James Clear Atomic Habits, right? It's a simple, practical book to read that will shape the way you think about disciplines or habits. Similar word. You should have a habit of reading a Bible every day. I think that's pretty practical. Have a habit of drinking water every day, but also have a habit of going to counseling. Have a habit of going to the gym. There are things in our lives that are non-negotiables, and if you don't steward that every single day, what ends up happening is there's a compound effect that creates unhealth, and unhealth isn't good, right? We all, And again, work in progress, understand. But a disciplined person screams, I'm a leader, and I'm here to win with you. Do not expect any of your followers, not on social media, we're not talking about that, we're talking about real people. Do not expect your followers to follow you somewhere you aren't actively working on creating. And I, I absolutely despise the the statement, don't take anywhere, take someone you haven't been. I get that. I understand the principle, but I think it's a bunch of crap because there might be an area that you actually have never been. What a great opportunity to do that with somebody that is following you. Hey man, I would love to become more disciplined in my eating. Do you want to do 75 hard together? We can hold each other accountable. In their mind, they're not thinking, dang, that guy's insecure. I think I'm going to dominate over him. This is the dumbest thing on the planet. They're thinking, wow, my leader wants to spend time with me. My leader values me. My leader's sharing a vulnerability in his life that he wants to work on. What an awesome opportunity to be with him. That's what they're thinking. So you need to be a disciplined person. You need to be disciplined in all of it. Like I said, psychological, emotional, physiology, I don't know. You, you name it, you're supposed to be disciplined in it. Most importantly, I would say, is physical and spiritual. If you can dominate those, you're going to be just fine. And then if you compound on top of that all the other things, you're going to do great. And people will love you and want to follow you. So you need to be a disciplined person. It's a non-negotiable. Number three, confidence. I said it. Confidence. What's cool is I just said humility, 
discipline, now, now confidence. So here it's like, Josh, how do I be humble and confident? How does that work? It's actually the perfect balance, by the way. They should compound. They should coexist in you. They're not mutually exclusive. They're supposed to work together because an insecure person actually isn't, hum isn't humble. They're not humble at all. It's actually pride that is holding them back from being secure and confident in who they are and to be humble. They coexist, like I said. So being confident, how you get there is you have to become so aware of who you are and who you are not. So maybe in this podcast, you need to pause right now and go back with a journal and ask yourself, who am I and who am I not? As a husband, who am I? Who am I not? Who are the, what are the values that are driving my behaviors on a day-to-day -day basis? A confident person is dangerous because what happens, dangerous in a good way, by the way, that's like a negative connotation of that word. I think it's, I think it's fun. It's, it's dangerous because you can, you can make a massive impact if you're confident and humble. I like to say humble and hungry. I'm humble. I'm humble enough to serve. I'm humble enough to share my vulnerabilities. I'm disciplined, and at the end of the day, I'm confident in the vision that I have for this company, for this business, for this idea, for this marriage, for this discipleship journey with one person, doesn't matter. A confident person yells, I'm secure in who I am, and that gives you permission to be secure in who you are. The people who are following you are looking for your confidence, not arrogance. Arrogance screams, look at me. Confidence says, I know who I am. Look at you. You need to have a nice self, I'll say this, identity in the church and out of the church can be a scary topic because we're in a culture right now that's all about self. It's all about me, myself, and I solo ride till I die. That's all right in itself because we're supposed to be secure in who we are, but you're not supposed to do it alone. That's actually quite the absolute worst thing you could do in history is do this journey alone because there's so much that you've learned in your journey. There's so much learning to do on this journey that the reality is if you do it alone, you're one generation away from all those ideas of being gone. If you bring somebody along the journey, there's longevity and history to be made in everything you're doing. And that screams what? Confidence. A confident and competent leader is dangerous in a really great way. Number four, vision. Holy smokes, have I been around some people who might be confident, might be humble, but they have absolutely no vision. And we know in scripture where there's no vision, people perish. AKA, if you want followers, not on social media, that's not what this is about. If you want people to build the thing with you, not out of a manipulative way, but on a way of if God's called you to do this, he mo 90, no, 100% of the time will implement a vision in your heart. The thing in the future, what are me and these people doing and where are we going? So practically, the discipline, what are we doing? But also vision is where are we going? What do we see and you as the leader need to be able to paint the picture to the people following you of this is the future I see with you in it. 
Be specific. Call them out. Hey, I see you doing this. I see us taking on a city that desperately needs the love of Jesus. I see this business idea, you being the executive over here and dominating this area because there's so much in you. That, my friends, will create a hope in people's hearts for inspiration, but also activation. Like people want to be a part of something that is moving. I posted on my Instagram story yesterday, but we don't want monuments. We want movements. Monuments are cool, but what are they? The reflection of the past. That guy was so cool. That that history marker was incredible. We can learn from it, yes, but how great would it have been if they would have implemented vision and the people they're following and the people they're following followed and gave them vision. And now you're seeing it hundreds of years later, something changed in a, a city, something changed in a generation, and that happens through vision. You need to have a practical vision for your life, for your business, for your marriage, because that's what fuels us. You wake up on fire, inspired, disciplined, humble, you name it, for what? For vision, for the future. A Christian who has a vision for their life can change the world because we know with the Holy Spirit inside of us, we can actually win the future because Christ is already there. Hebrews 13, 8, right? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We follow a God who's very consistent in who he is. He's never changed since the history of time, a.k.a. We know who he's going to be in the future. We know he's going to be the provider. We know he's going to have provision. He's going to heal. He's going to do whatever it takes because he's the same. We are not. We're kind of jacked up in some ways. That's all right. But you need to have a vision, a personal vision, a corporate vision, a relational vision. That stuff matters. So take some time. Have a journal. I sometimes have to go to a coffee shop and just sit and close my eyes, sip some coffee. Probably people look at me weird. That's fine. Don't care. Um, and you got to think about like, man, what what future am I creating today? And who am I becoming? And why am I supposed to be the one fueling this vision? So a person with vision is dangerous. I want to encourage you, please, 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 please journal about it. Pray about it. Talk with one another and say, what is the vision we are creating? Erwin Raphael McManus always quotes in his book, The Genius of Jesus, Every single species on this planet creates something. We're actually made in the image of God as humans. And he created the first what, four or five words of the Bible. In the beginning, God created. God's a creative. We are a creatives. But humans create futures. Every day you are compounding your habits. And everything that your past has shaped you into is creating the future that you see. Last but not least said it earlier i said it earlier but one word competence so we talked about confidence but now we need competence yes you need to actually have some self-awareness not just of like future stuff but how is my posture am i just a naive kind of wonky person and that's fine if you are again we're we're all work in progress like i said but you need to be a competent person you need to actually have some i don't know knowledge I don't know. I don't know how to say it nicely. But if you're not a competent person, that's kind of where your road stops. And then that's kind of aggressive. But yes, you're a humble person. You're a disciplined person. You're a confident person. You're a vision-oriented person. But you don't have competence. 
I venture to say that's actually not true. Because if you have those four things, you're a competent person. You are you're self-aware enough to say, I'm not actually good at those four things, but I'm darn good at this. Whatever that is for you, that's saying, hey, I'm a competent person. I, I'm, I'm aware. I can work hard. I can create futures like we just talked about. But a competent person, that's who we are. We're leaders, right? You're a leader. You're a learner. You're a listener. You're competent. You're aware of the things happening around you. You're self-aware. And there's 50,000 indicators, right, of a leader. And these are just five. These are just five things that I think are super beneficial um, for you because you are a leader today. No matter who you are, you're a leader. You're influencing somebody to do something, whether that's good or bad. And you're influencing yourself. Even if you're just influencing yourself, that is a priority and should be a priority. So to kind of run through these these five again, a super high level here, humility. When you walk into a room, are you a listener or are you a learner? Discipline, all of the Lees, right? Mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, physically, whatever. All of the Lees, you need to be a disciplined person. Read James Clear, Atomic Habits. Confidence, confidence, not arrogance, confidence. People see your insecurities whether you know it or not. That's facts. Part four, vision. Do you see the future that you are creating and how are you helping other people see it with you? Paint the picture today. And five, competence. And five, competence. You need to be a competent person. Know who you are. Know your strengths. Have people in your corner rooting for you but also being honest with you. Don't have a room full of yes men. Have a room full of people who are better than you, who can lead better than you, have more vision than you. Because if you do that, it's game over. Thank you so much for watching this or listening to this. Seriously, it means the world to me. I know, I know, I know you have a desire to become a better leader as well as I do. I just want to bring you guys along the journey with us all. So thank you so much for watching. Like, subscribe to this video. It means the world to me. We'll see you next week.